welcome to Friday's episode of Lunch Plus. We are super excited to be here with you. And I have very exciting news to just share with the general public that I found out today in a store that I'm not going to name the name of, but pumpkin spice is here. Uh, and I'm very excited about it. It's time. Pumpkin spice creamer, pumpkin spice coffee. It's time. Mm -mm. August is tomorrow, which means the pumpkin is coming out. And that makes me pumpkin excited. Pumpkin pie, that's all we need. We don't need pumpkin pie coffee and donuts and cook. No, just. Are you excited about pumpkin? <laughs> Honestly, I'm a white girl. Yay! I'm okay with that. <laughs> You're a white girl. <laughs> I'm not saying I identify, but I, I'm excited about pumpkin spice stuff. <laughs> that, that oh, and we're going to save that clip right there. <laughs> I'm a white girl. <laughs> Well, guys, thank you so much for being on today. If you're excited about pumpkin spice, put it in the comments right now. Let us know if you are on Team Buddy Barrett or Team Paul for yay pumpkin, no pumpkin. But as you're doing that, comment right now. Tell us who you are, where you're watching from, so that way we can say hello to you. Uh, Holly's on. She's on Team Pumpkin Spice. Kevin Nowicki is on. Holly says hello. Pastor Nicole says hello. We're just super excited to Actually, be here with you. Holly says hello. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. All Kevin right. says he's Team Paul, so that's, that's right. sad. Okay, mm -hmm. as we're doing this, we have an awesome episode coming in hot for you today. What's on the docket? What, what's a docket? Uh, we oh, just went to court. Huh? We just went to court. That's true. Oh. Judge Barrett. <laughs> oh, what a great Is segment. that a new TV I've show? I've never heard that term before. Well, this is what we got for today's <laughs> broadcast. We're starting off with taste test battles, and I'm super excited about this because, I mean, it's lunch plus, we have to have food. We're, we're taste testing. Guess what we're taste testing today? Put it in the comments. And no, it's not pumpkin spice stuff. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> praise that God. That would be amazing. Um, after taste test battles, uh, we have Abby with a new session of What's Good. We got some good news for you today. And then after What's Good, we have a time of confessions. After confessions, we have some more dad joke battles Oh, man, I'm excited about this. Is Kevin going to spit water into the face of his opponent? We'll find out today. <laughs> and then after that, we have the man who would be king. It's going to be a super good day. We're very excited for Praise it. God. Kevin gets to redeem himself during dad joke battles. We'll see how that goes. It's going to be great. But so far, <laughs> pumpkin spice, the only one that's hating on it with you, Paul, is Kevin. My, that's all right. That's, that's it. That's okay. My mom, We're two my or more are gathered. My dad just texted me saying that my mom <laughs> drinks it all year round. No. Like, so it's not just a seasonal thing for my mom. That's Apparently amazing. it's a year round thing. Pumpkin pie. Well, how how does she do that? Two, does she like stock up on it? <laughs> you have the two, but we have the more. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, I was thinking that. Like, is she just hoarding We've like We've seen all the way through the Bible that numbers didn't really matter when God's involved. Whoa, whoa, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin just said real men hate pumpkin spice. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so today we are going through family chat for roommate is, applications. <laughs> if you have, if you're a pumpkin spice, we would not be roommates. Well, here's the thing: I did open up with "I'm a white girl" whenever I admitted that. So you, you opened yourself up. I for did that open comment. myself up. Take to that, that card. Uh, the only, the only people on this segment that agree with the pumpkin spice assessment of no are Kevin and Paul, and that's it. Everybody else is is a pro. So, okay, mm -hmm. roommate application. Clearly, Paul cannot share coffee with myself and Buddy. But <laughs> if we were to go on vacation together, would it be a harmonious time or would there be some animosity? We'll find out. Let's see how we do compatibly today. Mm. Question number one. When do you change the to toilet paper? Yep. Okay, so this is my question. <laughs> I need when context here. I, don't I, will, I will give you toilet <laughs> 
<laughs> so there are those people that only change it when it's bare. Then there are people who change it before it's almost out. So George is a person who will change the roll of toilet paper when there's enough left for just one more use and then put the almost out roll of toilet paper on top so the next so I don't have to do it when I come in the bathroom. He serves me. To be in that honest way. with you, hardly ever do I actually <laughs> change it. I'll just get a new one and then I'll sit it on the back of the toilet. Oh that's you. Oh. Or oh. Person. So you don't I'm one of those people. <laughs> you just if, if I'm are, in, are you the person that just like keeps pushing the trash down until someone else Oh, yeah, the, the bag bag's got to be... No, I'll take the bag out, but we're going to okay. get full capacity out of the bag. <laughs> okay. John, but, like, it just depends. Like, if I'm going to the bag and it's empty, then I'll go ahead and change it. But if it's not empty, I'll go ahead and get a roll out and set it on the back of the toilet. Johnny says he does it before it runs out. Kevin says that George is correct in doing it that way. Pastor Nicole says when it's empty, otherwise it's wasteful. William says you keep one on the holder and a loaf nearby for backup. <laughs> I like the lo a loaf of toilet paper. George, or Holly says that she agrees with how George does Interesting. it. Interesting. And then Pastor Nicole says, oh, yeah, I'll do what George does just to help the next person. And then EO mm. says when it's empty. I change it that right. That a girl, EO. That a girl. I definitely change it myself before pre-George. I changed it when it was empty. But post-George life, I do it now. Good. Then the right next before. thing is, when you change it and it's empty, do you just throw the cardboard roll in the trash can, or do you go to the little kid and start making noises? I, I make noises. Nope. Yeah. Oh, immediately as I'm going like, to the trash can. I like to run it underwater, crumple it up so it looks like a turd, and set it in the toilet seat. <laughs> I'm going to do that. Abby is off to the side, really concerned <laughs> about putting your hand and then things up to your mouth while uh, you're that, in the bathroom. Yeah. Like, that, the, that the cardboard roll is on the roll. It's never touched anything except for a clean hand that put it there. In theory. Um, so we don't, we also don't need to ask about what happened, like which way to put the toilet paper. Cause it's scientific fact, like going oh, yeah. to the patent of toilet paper, it's, it's designed to go over, yeah. not it's, under. It's, if you're an under person, I love you. It needs to go over cause that's how it was created. To do. I'm one that it really doesn't bother me either way. As long as the paper comes off the roll, then we're good. You can roll it all the way off the roll and just stack it up, and I'll be as long as it's there. I'm good. I'm not going to complain. Mm. Question number two: <laughs> <laughs> What do you like to do to relax? Yes. What do you like? I to like do how to relax? I read these. <laughs> what, what do, do you, you like <laughs> to do to relax? Um. Yes. So you've had a long day. Mm -hmm. It's it's been an opportunistic day. You're home, you want to relax, what do you do? What, what needs to happen mm. in your home? Kevin says, I watch Lunch Plus. Aww. Boom. We'll pay you later. <laughs> um, I, I'm more of a, like, just sit down on my phone and turn something on, maybe play some YouTube or watch something. That's usually, that's, my, that's been my go-to, to relax. What do you need to do to relax at your house? What do you guys need to do? I usually lay down on the couch. Just lay there? But that usually doesn't work because then the kids think Jumping. I'm like a trampoline. Mm. So Oliver gets on my chest and starts jumping and then Scarlett wants to join in. So then Scarlett jumps and then there's no, so there's, there's not, as a dad, I don't think you really ever get a chance to relax. Holly says that she reads in her beanbag while listening to music. 
Natalie says that she reads. Uh, William says that he puts in headphones. Johnny cooks. Becca says that she has a hot shower, yummy dinner, and a good movie. Mm. Rachel says, or movies and clearing notifications. Clearing notifications. <laughs> I So if I've had an opportunistic day, I, I like to talk to George. Um, so that's what I do is I will often talk about my day. I'm working to not do it as much because I don't want to just offload on George. But I'll chat, and then I'll sit with a book or with my phone, and yes. I don't need to, I don't want to like go into a rave environment of like banging music, like I don't need to do that. I actually tell you that the first thing I do is I lay on the floor and then make Jade walk on my back. So that way my back, get, she can pop my back, and then I can lay down on the couch and fully relax. <laughs> there you go. That sounds fun. Now, I lay on the floor and Jade walks on me. That's relaxing. <laughs> uh, I prefer the kids to jump. I'll lay on the floor and let the kids jump on my back all day because that feels great. It's like, it's like, a, it's like, a it's like yeah, it's like a deep tissue massage. <laughs> there you go. I'm interested because a lot of people are saying movies. Um, are, yeah. Do you relax more watching a movie or a TV show? TV show. Because I'm definitely a TV show person. Definitely. That pleases me. That yes. makes me excited. TV show, if you put a movie on, I'm just going to go to sleep. I, if I lay down on the couch and get comfortable, I'm, I'm out. I'm one of those yeah. people. Even a theater, 10 minutes into the movie, it's dark, it's quiet, <clears throat> I'm gone. How do you pronounce <laughs> that word he just said? Not theater. <laughs> I say theater. I, I like the say it both ways now because I really? live here. Wait, is, it, is that a southern thing? They say theater? It's definitely, theater, theater is definitely bigger down here than it is any other place. Well... That's a southern versus northern thing. Okay, question number whatever. We're on three, four. Oh, I don't no. know where it is. <laughs> TV slash music in the background or work in silence? Yes. Uh, if you're mm. working at home, like you're doing your paperwork for your job and buddy's working on graphics, how do you work? Music. Um, yeah, I, I like music. I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'm perfectly fine with both, but music kind of helps. I need to go real quickly, hop over to the comments. Marky just put in that she says theater. 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 And theater. she's not ashamed. Theater. 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 Interesting. Interesting. I, so William says music definitely. Holly says background noise. Becca says that she likes having family time. Um, Johnny likes having TV shows in the background. Kevin is a work in silence. He prefers mu music, music, but he'll start singing and stop working. Becca says definitely music mm -hmm. or preaching in the background. Mm -hmm. Rachel says music for sure, but not TV. TV is distracting. Johnny says music. So, Whoa. That was like perfectly <laughs> in sync. That was kind of weird. Um, <laughs> like now it depends on what the music is. Um, like I can't have music that has lyrics in it mm -hmm. um, because that just distracts yep. me because then I just start singing along with the yep. lyrics and then I'm not paying attention to what yes. I'm doing. So like, but I don't, I'm not like the person who listens to Bach, you know, <laughs> Bach, Bach. Bach. I, I'm not that guy. Um, but like, I'll listen to like, uh, like what, what's it called? Um, movie scores. Like, cause they're like designed to make you like pumped up and like, I can do this. I can accomplish anything. So I need you guys to know how interesting it is to work with Miriam, Abigail, Wright, Because Abby is all of them, all together. Abby, just either yesterday or the day before, I don't remember which one, but she walks in to the building. And I'm like in the mode of getting stuff done for work. I've been here all morning since prayer. And Abby walks in with the Avenger soundtrack blaring. Oh, I heard like, that. That like, was awesome. I was like, I was going into it. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gracious. And she's like, I like to make an entrance. <laughs> <laughs> it was an entrance. If it's, if it's quiet, 
I'm, my brain's the type, if it's quiet, then I start putting things in my head while I'm working, so then my brain starts going a thousand different places. So mm. if I've got something to distract yeah. my brain from going this way, mm. yeah. so music or TV or something like that keeps me focused on what I'm doing. Cause yeah. like, and that's why I go to sleep with the TV on. Because if not, then I'll lay there and my brain will just start going and going and going and going and I, I can't shut it off. Yeah. Like I'll lay there for hours thinking about a job that I'm doing and what I could do here and how I could cut time here. And it's like, then the next thing you know, it's like two o'clock in the morning, it's like, go to sleep. I've learned that this is an important question to know about your office mates. So if you work in a room with other people, if you're like me and you work in a room with four other people, it's important to know how other people's work styles go. But that is all the time we have right now for Family Chat. Thank you so much for being on and talking with us. We really love y'all. And so just thank you for being here for the first part. And now we are transitioning into our very first segment of the day, Taste Test Battles. It's going to be a good one. Stick around. We'll be back in just 30 seconds. See you in a second. In 30 seconds. Hey guys, welcome to Lunch Plus today. You caught me mid putting my coffee cup down, so I'm sorry. It looks like I was bowing to you. I was not doing that. But it's a lot of taste tests. We have <laughs> no, that's what I'm an awesome episode in store for you today. What's I coming concur. up, buddy? Well, we're starting off with taste test battles, which like we have a lot of pizza for this taste test battle, so I'm really excited about that. After taste test battles, we have our next uh, session of what's good. After what's good, we have some confessions. Um, and then after confessions, we have dad joke battles. I'm real excited about that one because I have a good feeling that, that things are going to get... Like, we're going to see some awesome space, space tests. Spit takes. It's going to be great. And then after dad joke battles, we have the man who would be king. Space tests. I don't, I don't know why I'm, instead of spit takes, I just got space tests. Okay, so on this segment, we are having a taste test battle unlike any that we have done before. Before when we have done taste tests, they have been completely blindfolded mm -hmm. and you have to guess which kind of food you're eating. Today, because I was not as kind last week, today I'm being very kind to these two gentlemen. I really appreciate it. For being great sports. I'm feeding them lunch. We're feeding them here. And we are having a frozen pizza battle. Basically... Praise. Go. God. Praise God. <laughs> Praise <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want to talk over you, but at the same time, I just got real excited. When you go into the frozen food section at Walmart or your local grocery store, there are so many different options for pizza available to you. Which one is the one that you should get? Well, today here on <coughs> Lunch Plus, we are going to let you know which is the best, which is the worst. In front of my brothers, there are one, two, three, four, five. I have to remember which way. So Paul's number one's here, Buddy's is here. They're going to eat these pizzas. Mm -hmm. 
and they're going to put them in their proper place. I don't know why I froze so, right there. I kind of so, forgot the words. So this is my favorite. This yes. is my least favorite. Correct. This cool is beans. my favorite. Correct. And that's your least favorite. All right. They're not going to know the type of pizza that they're eating, however. You are. We're going to let you know what it is. The guys are not going to be paying attention to the screens, and they're going to be eating this pizza. So up number one. Up the very number one. Up number one. Up first. We have... Close your eyes, guys. We'll show you real quickly the type of pizza that they're going to be eating. Bum ba da. Oh, thank you. Oh, you actually closed your eyes, guys. I did. Um, so, am I keeping my eyes closed yes. this whole time? Yes. Okay. If you can oh. keep your eyes closed. <laughs> now, where's the top of my pizza? Uh, well, it depends on the top. The crust is where your fingers are right now. Praise go, God. Go for it. Okay, this is buoyancy. You or guys know what type of pizza this is. Where would you put this? Mmm. You know what? <laughs> I really like this. Do you really like this? No, mm -hmm. it's a little cold, oh, but... It is a little cold. I did make them... Guys, I also discovered if your oven only fits two pizzas, to cook five different types of frozen pizzas, it only takes an hour. Um, but mm. they were prepared this morning. It's got some heavy chunks of pepperoni. I know. It's good. Are, you, gonna... are you enjoying this? Mm -hmm. This Can I, is. Am I allowed to open my eyes now? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. Hundred percent. Oh, I am. Yeah, sure. Oh, pretty good. Look so, at that. Look so at those chunks. Where? Look at those chunks. That's pretty. I'm gonna put it at two for now. It's going at two. Where's it going for you? I mean, I'll just start here and just slide it if I got two. <laughs> That's so, smart. It's going pretty high for both of them. Okay. That's good. See. Put in the comments as we're going what your favorite type of frozen pizza is, and when you find out the type of pizza they're eating. Put it in the comments if you've had that and if you like it as well. See, here's the thing. When, whenever I eat pizza, what I would prefer is I, I prefer, like, the pan crust, like, the, the rising crust. I don't, mm. like, I also, like, if I feel like, if I really want pizza, but at the same time I don't want to feel guilty about it, I'll have a thin crust. <laughs> I understand. Um, but I prefer, like, something like that. I'm, I don't eat the crust of pizza. You don't? Mm. The crust is honestly one of my favorite parts. Mine too. Depending, depending on where you get it. That's important. All of these pizzas, by the way, are all pepperoni. So no matter the brand, they're all pepperoni mm. pizza. Um, so, okay, number two, second type of pizza. That was a regular hand-tossed crust. Feed me. This one, it's aiming toward you like an arrowhead. Here you go. Well, this, this is a thinner one. It, it, this one is a thin crust. The other one was regular hand-tossed. This is a thin crust. Different brands. And as we're going through, have you had this type of pizza before? I have not. I did try this one. This reminds me of Aldi's pizzas. Aldi's pizzas? I could see that. Do you like this one? Like the ones you get at Aldi? Not really. The pepperoni tastes weird. Um, now, we usually get like Aldi's pizzas, um, but I'm moving it down. I, I like that one more. Again, that has more fluffy. That's more of a thin, crusty kind of pizza. Okay, so for you right now, you're putting it in the fourth position. You're putting yours in the third? Just I'll right put it now. in the third for now. Okay. Um. <laughs> okay, next. Close your eyes. Ooh. Here's Ooh. our third option. You know what? There's a little bit of spice to that, which is nice. There is. There actually is. You can just take all the tinfoil off of those so that way you can see them. But our next option, if you can put it up so that the viewer can see what's coming at I'm so happy the guys. right now. I would just like to say this. I'm very happy. <laughs> <laughs> I love this pizza. This pizza is not laced with anything gross. <laughs> it's just normal pizza. Okay. Mm. You know what? 
I'm not going to just, well, I'm going to boldly say, which I'll probably be wrong, because I am usually am when it comes to this. <laughs> I think that's DiGiorno. I'm just going to guess. Do you like it? Like, is that a good thing? Mm-hmm. I like it. That's your number two. So far. Okay. Now, how, is, how are sauces going? Um, like, are that's the sauce? better sauce. Interesting. There's the hardly any sauce on this one. See, the sauce on this is really good. Here, let me try On the one, one you here. just ate? Yeah. Um, there's not as much sauce on that one. Pepperoni's thicker, which, being a meat lover, is why I put that one here. And also the rising crust on this one is really good, too. But I'm going to guess that that's DiGiorno, though. Okay, so Buddy's guess is that this third one is DiGiorno. Have you had mm. these kind of pizzas? Put it in the comment. And which one of these is your favorite? Okay, I think here that's Tony's. Okay, here comes number four. Okay, here you go. Thank you, ma'am. You're welcome, sirs. Have you had this kind of pizza? No. I can definitely taste the sauce more. This one tastes almost like Little Caesars a little bit. Interesting. This is the same brand as that. That's Pepperoni Lover, though. That's what it tastes like. You think it's the same brand? Yes. Okay. I'm going to try some of the pepperoni. Are you enjoying? So, like, which one has been the uh, grossest so far? Um, honestly, probably this one. Um, if you, but if you look at it, there's uh, some nice green... Herbs? Er, herbs. Herbs. Yeah, some uh, pizza seasoning on top of that, which is a, definitely a plus. And they're probably using that to mask the fact that this pizza is not the best. <laughs> so, I'm going to put that right there in five. So, Buddy, the one that he just ate, uh, he says is... The worst so far. Paul says that the thinner crust one was the worst for him so the far. pepperonis on that one were weird. Okay. Yeah. They tasted like cheap, nasty pepperonis. Okay, we have one more. I'm moving this down. One no, more, no, gentlemen. No. One more. Kevin said, is there any such thing as bad pizza? No, there's not, actually. Here you go. There is not. Okay. See, out of all of these, even the worst is still pretty good. Okay, this is the last one. No, this is Tony's. Yeah, I was going to say that. Good, bad, um, good things happening. See, now, um, now they're all starting to taste the same <laughs> <laughs> at this point, since I've like had so much of them. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put that over here. Okay, so. Wait, wait. I need to. I need to finesse this. <laughs> I need to. <laughs> I need to make sure I'm right. Okay, we're doing some yeah, last-minute adjustments, and then we're giving you their final rankings. You know what? I'm gonna swap these. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> it's just dinner time. Uh, all that's happening. Praise right God. Now. Welcome to lunchtime. <laughs> this is my lunch. I purposely did not bring lunch today because of this segment. Um, Five, four. I'm done. Three, two, one. Hands up. <laughs> okay. So here's what I'll tell you. Mm -hmm. You both were right. You guessed Tony's correctly. Was I wrong with thinking you this were was very it? wrong with thinking it's DiGiorno? Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna work backwards. That one's DiGiorno. Is this DiGiorno? The one. One of these two is DiGiorno. Okay, so, <laughs> but uh, I'll start with Buddies. Right. So Buddies number one was was the third one. Was the third one, which was the Red Baron pizza. Really? That was the Red Baron frozen I pizza. I thoroughly enjoyed this. See, like you can even see see like the buttery crust on it. It was really good. Paul had the Red Baron pizza as his 
fourth option. Wow. Okay. The second one, the one that is in Buddy's second place mm -hmm. and Paul's number one, mm -hmm. that is Sam's Choice Pizza. Interesting. Wow. Sam's Choice from Walmart. Sam's Choice rocks it with the pepperoni. So, wait, that's Walmart brand? That's Walmart's that's Sam's Choice. That's hilarious. Praise I God. also did, these are all different brands. So mm -hmm. none of them are duplicated. So wow. in Buddy's third place and in Paul's last, last place was California Pizza Kitchen. Mm -hmm. That's their pepperoni. See, like, see, um, I, I enjoyed, see, like, like I said, like, whenever I want to feel good about myself, I'll have a thin crust, and, and that was, that was I normally good. like the thin crust, but there was, like, no sauce on that. That's true. It did taste That's weird. True. I did try that one, and but I didn't like that They one. have a really good, like, uh, Alfredo chicken uh, one that the California, whatever they're yes. called, has. That's a, that's a good one. That's yes. Really good one. So not knocking the brands. I'm sure other types are good, but pepperoni for that one is not the best. Okay, so in Buddy's fourth place and Paul's third place, you both guessed correctly, five. Tony's Pizza. We eat a lot of Tony's. Tony's Pizza was absolutely on there, and you guys guessed correctly. <laughs> mm -hmm. And in Buddy's last place and Paul's second place, that's DiGiorno. DiGiorno. Wow. Let me try this again. DiGiorno is in Buddy's last tell place. Tell crust. Yes. So the two thicker crusts were the Red Baron and the DiGiorno. No, you said the yeah. Sam's Choice. Oh, the Sam's Choice, sorry. The, the Sam's, Sam's Choice and the DiGiorno. Yeah, this one was a very average crust. Yes. But I think like the, the sauce to cheese to pep ratio on this one was fabulous. What yes. was this one again? Because I Red need, Baron pepperoni. I need to write that down. Yes. So Paul, so that was Buddy's order. Paul had it, Sam's Choice, DiGiorno, Tony's. Red Baron and California Kitchen. So, according to Buddy, if you are ready and raring to go get some frozen pizza, go get the Red Baron. Mm -hmm. According to Paul, and it's pretty high for Buddy, mm -hmm. the Sam's Choice pepperoni pizza the is a good one. Pepperoni was awesome. On that. Yeah, I mean, like that's the only one that you doesn't had, like, have the, big the thin chunks, mm -hmm. and then you had the round slivers. <laughs> yeah, you had and both. I was a meat lover. Oh yeah. All day long. That's the man's choice. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Go try out these pepperoni <laughs> pizzas and let us know what your favorite kind is. Right now, we are hopping over into what's good, so let's find out what good things are happening in the world. Oh. Hang with us. Here's Abby. Why, hello, everyone, and welcome to the very next What's Good. Today, we will be talking about what's good. I'm your host, Abby Wright. The first thing we have to talk about today is we had a testimony from a man who goes to our church, and we had a guest speaker, Evangelist Mark Dunphy, come in about two weeks ago, and this was this man's testimony from then. He said, I'd been, well, let me start out with, Evangelist Evangelist Mark Dunphy had a word from the Lord for me two weeks ago. I had been frustrated at work, looking forward to Fridays because it was getting difficult. God wanted me to know that he was moving some of the frustrating people out, and it was going to get better. I went through the week at work, and it was a tough week. A lot of issues to deal with. On Friday morning, some people from our parent company showed up at our office. We had no warning, but they let two of the upper management go. I was then given their responsibilities. It has been a challenge to deal with all of the issues those two managers hadn't addressed, but I believe it will get better as God leads me in what to do. This was his plan, so I'm trusting that he will guide me in my new role. Praise the Lord. The Lord gave him a word that 
his work was going to get so much better. And now he has the, the job of people above him within a week. That's amazing. And God is taking care of him. That is very, very exciting. Next up, this was, this almost made me cry, like in a good way, in a great way. But there was a woman whose mom got diagnosed with cancer a couple years ago. And before she passed away, she gave her a teddy bear from like Build-A-Bear Workshop. And it had her voice in it, just saying like, I love you and I'm proud of you. So her mom passed away later that year and she had this teddy bear. So this girl ended up moving uh, I think just a couple months ago, and as she was moving, she lost the teddy bear. So she went on social media trying to get anyone to find it because, like, obviously she, it was the last thing she had from her mom. So she was trying to find it. Well, the actor, Ryan Reynolds, actually saw it, and he reshared it and said, I will give $5,000 to the person who finds this teddy bear, no questions asked. And she got it back pretty quickly, I'll say. <laughs> so praise the Lord. That's awesome. That was, it was just really sweet. And I love stuff like that. Next, we have a man who he and his best friend made a deal almost 30 years ago that if either of them win the Powerball lottery, they would split it. And this man won. And so he got a $22 million check, and he held up on his deal that he had made almost 30 years ago, and they split the check. Now, you'd think that'd be a lot of money. After taxes, they only got like $6 million each, but it's still a lot. <laughs> Safe to say they're both retired now, and they're living great lives. They're traveling, but it was nice that they held up on their deal. <laughs> Next, we have, with all of this... COVID, whatever going around, they've, they've taken away international flights in most places, at least, if not all. And there was a man who lived in Portugal, and his parents lived in Argentina. So he was going to fly to his dad in Argentina for his 90th birthday, but he couldn't because all flights were canceled. And he was determined to make it. So he took his little boat, if we can get, I mean, it was a, like, that's not a big boat, guys. He just by himself sailed across the Atlantic Ocean from Portugal all the way to Argentina. He expected it to take about 75 days. Guys, this guy loves his dad. He when he packed up all the food that he thought he would need, some wine, some, I don't know, that's what he said, he took, and he went. Well, right when he got past the equator, he ran out of gas. So he was relying on wind power, except that the wind stopped for about 10 days. So then he ran out of food. And then the port that he was planning on restocking in wouldn't allow him in. So he was out of food, out of gas, and now that the wind had stopped, it gave time for barnacles to like grow on the bottom of the boat. And he had to make a decision between like, because barnacles slow down a boat, apparently. I think that's how physics works. That was my understanding. Um, so he jumped in the water and risked a shark attack and like got all the barnacles off. And he made it only 10 days after what he had expected. It took him 85 days to get from Portugal 
to Argentina, and he made it with his dad right in time for Father's Day. It was really sweet, and that's just, that's some dedication, and that's, that's a love for your parents that's just amazing. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of What's Good. If you have good news, any testimonies that you would like to be shared, we want to hear from you. So send us a message on our Facebook or on our website, whatsright.org. We want to hear from you. We love you guys, and we'll see you next time. Hey guys, welcome to today's Confessions. As you know, we like to each and every single day have the Word of God not only come into your ears, but come out of your mouth because your words have power. You, whoever you are watching, you were created in the image and the likeness of God. And God creates through His words. You know, it says in the very beginning of Genesis that the Holy Spirit was hovering over the earth. But the moment that the Lord spoke, things started to be created. And that's how things work in your life as well. You know, there are angels waiting at the ready to go to work for you, to make things happen for you. And it's our job as ambassadors here on the earth to speak out the will of God, the mysteries of God, and see them come to pass. Your words are important and they carry power and they carry life and they carry everything you need inside of them. They're seeds. And just like we've been talking about, seeds are designed to produce. Seeds are designed to produce. So right now, just put it in the comments. Say, my word is a seed. Put that in the comments and say that. My word is a seed. And today we are planting our words so that life will produce. So today's confessions, we're going to do confession number six and confession number seven. Confession number six, join your voice with mine and let's plant a seed into your reality. So confession number six, we keep increasing. Join your voice with mine. We keep increasing in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. We keep increasing in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. And then confession number seven, the struggle is over. The struggle is over in the name of Jesus for every person watching, every person who just confessed those things over their life. I, Lord, I command those seeds to produce in their lives. Just as your word tells us in Isaiah that a word that comes, that goes forth, it accomplishes what it was sent to do. Lord, we Command those seeds that we just planted to accomplish what they were designed to produce. In the name of Jesus, every person watching, may they only continue to increase. May they only continue to rise up in the anointing. May they only continue to rise in favor. May they only continue to go in, up in wisdom and maturity. God, we thank you. And in the name of Jesus, everything that we have struggled with, it's over. Your yoke, Lord, it's easy and it's light. Father, anything that hasn't been easy and light, it doesn't come from you. 
It's not yours, which means we don't have to take it. As your children, in the name of Jesus, I speak for every person under the sound of my voice. Anything that was hard in the name of Jesus, let it be turned to light. Let it be turned to easy. In Jesus' mighty name, give us eyes to see spiritually what things we need to release. Give us eyes to see what needs to be picked up and what needs to be let go of. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for it. Thank you for turning things in our lives right now and for making it easy and for making it light. God, we thank you. We praise you. As we go into this weekend, God, we just praise you. You've kept us. You've protected us this week. Let's just, for a minute, let's just thank God together. God, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that your mercy follows us. Thank you that goodness and mercy follows us. Great are you, Lord. Thank you for this week. Thank you for providing for us. Thank you, God. We give you thanks. We give you glory. We carry a heart of thankfulness with us. We praise you. We love you. We worship you. God, we need you. We have you and we want you. We need you. We want you and we have you. Just make that yours. We need you. We want you and we have you. Amen. We thank you, God, for it. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Father, there's someone watching that hasn't known that they have you. In the name of Jesus, I ask, I ask that that person, that they receive a revelation of what they have in you. I ask that they receive a revelation of what having you means. God, let them be awakened to the intimacy that is available to them through your son. I ask in the name of Jesus that every word spoken on today's broadcast, let it just pave the way for that understanding and that revelation to come to pass. In Jesus' name, let, they, let, let us all receive a revelation of your love. God, you desire intimacy. You've promised that those who hunger and thirst, they shall be filled. God, as we seek you today, let us find you. As we hunger, let us be filled. As we desire, as we seek first the kingdom and your righteousness, everything else is added. So Father, whatever those things have been that have been weights that have been holding your people down, I just ask in the name of Jesus that those weights start to fall off, that they just start to fall off. Those things that were weighing them down in Jesus' name, let them just be clipped off. Clipped off in Jesus' name. Easy and light is ours. It's ours. And we thank you for it, God. We praise you that your love for us is so pure and faithful. We give you glory. We give you honor. We love you. We worship you. And we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining your faith with mine. Thank you that you have picked up the role of being the ambassador in Christ that you were called to be. I'm picking it up too. We're going forward. Today is a wonderful day you're about to receive from the word, but right now, get prepared to receive some joy, an injection of joy, which is an injection of strength, because right now it's Dad Joke Battles with Buddy, Kevin, and Abigail.
Hey, 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 guys. This is uh, one of my favorite segments. We're moving on to dad joke battles, and I got Kevin and Abby here. I'm sorry, I just whacked you. <laughs> uh, but we're getting ready to do dad joke battles. Now, this is going to be a little bit different than we did last week. All right? Yeah, this because she's going to lose. Um, are you going to allow that kind of trash talk here? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, was, I was not expecting that. <laughs> All right. Well, here's how this, here's how this is going to be a little bit different. You know, we never we don't really know the outcome, but you might know the outcome. Put it in the comments who you think is going to win this dad joke battle. Do you think it's going to be Kevin or do you think it's going to be Abby? Oh, man, this is wow. This is going to be fun. All right. Well, here's what we're going to be doing a little bit differently. Instead of having five cups in front of us and splashing each other in the face, right. what we're going to be doing is when you tr the person who's trying not to laugh is going to fill their mouth full of water. Yes. And if any water comes out of your face, you you, <laughs> you a lose a point. Yeah. Okay. The other person gets a point. All right. Okay. Does that make sense? Absolutely. All right. Again, we're doing best three out of five. All right. Actually, best three out of five. Three out of five. Best three out of five. All right. So, as always, ladies first. Oh, I know it's not fair for you, Kevin. But, oh, it's absolutely you know. fair. Okay, yeah. cool. All right. So, Abby, you're gonna you're gonna tell your joke, Kevin. You're gonna fill your mouth full of water, like, and not just like a little bit. You're gonna fill it, fill it up, mm -hmm. like a chipmunk, mm -hmm. like a oh, yeah. like a chipmunk. And I'm gonna start with this though, because like I just feel like doing this. I feel like maybe the Lord's leading me. <laughs> uh, uh, what did the skunk say whenever um, the what did the skunk say when the hunters approached them Ooh. he turned to his friend and said bowed his head and said let us spray <laughs> that's good all right now you got to tell a joke <laughs> okay so a vowel saves another vowel's life and the other vowel says ae i owe you yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to spit, or do you want to swallow? <laughs> <laughs> well done, that well was... done. I'm, I'm actually impressed. I really. I've like been practicing. That. You've been practicing. <laughs> well done. Practicing. Whole All right. Time. Fill your mouth with water. Wow, you literally got like a that quarter of that good. bottle in one. That's impressive. That's impressive. <sighs> They've always called me Big Mouth. <laughs> 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 Uh, I would have locked my water there. I would have. You should have waited. Man, you should have. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, get ready to blow. All right. <clears throat> As a child, one of my favorite memories was when my sisters used to put me inside a tire and roll me down a hill. Mm -hmm. Those are some good years. <laughs> good years, yeah. Good, good year, good year time. Uh, wow, you're struggling. Impressive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she has well done. Wow. wow. Well, well done. done. All right, Kevin, it's your turn. Okay. <laughs> this is a lot of fun. Right. All right. I'm, pre I'm prepared favorites. for this, guys. I'm prepared. <laughs> All right. Last time I got hit with some, uh, some spray, so. Okay. What's the difference between a poorly dressed man on a tricycle 
and a well-dressed man on a bicycle. Ooh. A tire. <laughs> a tire? <laughs> and a tire. <laughs> you can't swallow it yet. <laughs> a tire. <laughs> Did it because it's like, you know, the dress. <laughs> yeah. Attire. Wow. I don't know if wow. it took you a while well done. to get it. You are in trouble. <laughs> All right. Oh, my word. Man, I'm, I'm actually impressed with you guys. You're doing a pretty good job. I've been thinking about this for a while. I wish <laughs> I can get back at you because you oh. nailed me last week. It went up my nose. <laughs> oh, wait. Good that's your turn. Okay. Good years. Good years. Good years. They were good years. Ready? Okay. Okay, hey. Let's do this. Let's do, do this. this. All right, ready? It's on now. Mm -hmm. Did you ever hear about the chameleon who could not change color? He had erectile dysfunction. <laughs> reptile. He had a reptile dysfunction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just so you know, that's what he said. Reptile. Yes, I did, didn't I? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just, just to be clear. Well, this table's wet. <laughs> All right, well, there's one. One point for Kevin. That one shocked me. Yeah. <laughs> that shocked me. All right. Well, one point for Kevin. Zero points for Abby. All right, moving on. Next round. You got it. Okay, okay here on. we go. Sorry. Fill up. Fill up. Fill it up, Buttercup. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Laugh it up, Fuzzball. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Thanks. Keep it going. Keep it going. <laughs> what do you call... My glasses have water. <laughs> what do you call mac and cheese that gets all up in your face? Mm. <laughs> Too close for comfort food. <laughs> Uh, the the sounds that's coming. I don't know if it's like coming up. I'm waiting for it to just shoot out your nose. <laughs> oh, there he goes. Oh, oh, hello. Did that go out your nose? Yes. <laughs> uh, well, oh, that's. That, I'm just Somehow gonna. I'm just gonna leave that there. Weeks in a row to get water into my nose. <laughs> what is with this girl? What a fun game we have. All right, one to one. All right, Kevin. Where's my papers? If Thank you need you. that. <laughs> you lost them. You dropped them. They're gone. Okay. Gone. Praise God. Oh, there oh, thank you so much, Barrett. Thank you, Miss Barrett. All right. Praise you know what? Lord. We're going to do it this way. Next point wins. It's tied. Next, oh. 1-1. One, one. All right, yeah, next point wins. Okay, I've got here we go. This. Vote for me, guys. All right, are you ready? Again, put it in the comments. Who do you think is going to win? It's 1-1. One to one. It's a very close match. Now I lost my towel. So. Okay. So, um, to the man in the wheelchair who stole my camouflage jacket, you can hide, but you cannot run. Uh, uh, here you go. Oh my gosh. 
Well, Kevin we won. We have our champion, and we just reached 100 <laughs> comments. Our 100th commenter is Holly Shaver. Well done. Holly. Oh. Inhale it like I, a swimming pool. <laughs> oh. <laughs> At least it's not full of chlorine, because that's the worst. Oh, man. Well, guys, woo, thank you. That was worth losing. <laughs> that was worth losing. <laughs> that was awful. Oh, that joke. Oh, man. I feel so bad for laughing at that. Well, guys, thank you. Oh, my stomach hurts now. Thank you for joining us for today's session of Dad Joke Battles. We'll see you next week for Dad Joke Battles, but now we're transitioning into the man who would be king. We have a powerful word for you guys, uh, so we'll see you in like 30 seconds. Hey guys, welcome to What's Dude. the Word? And uh, that was pretty funny. I, uh, you would you would not have fared well today in that. In that I battle. would not. <laughs> most certainly would not have done that. That's awesome. <laughs> it's good to have y'all with us right now. If you would, uh, Holly just got the hundredth comment. Holly Shaver, congratulations! You uh, won the gift card today, and awesome. uh, yeah, praise God! Everybody's working together to get the gift cards and win them. I love it. And uh, go ahead and share the broadcast if you haven't done that already. Uh, we praise God for you. It's going to be a great, great day. And today we're in Second Samuel chapter ten. Second uh, Samuel chapter ten. Glad to have you guys with us. Good to good see. Good to you. be here. Yeah. So the pizza was good. Oh, yes. Yeah. Most of it. Yeah. Made well, me, all pizza's good. Made so. me. I know. Made Except me pineapple pizza. Now I'm, I'm glad that it, I hadn't ate breakfast or lunch. Yeah. So that was that was great. Hey, where are you watching from? Put it in the comments so we can see. And uh, we love you. Thank you for joining us. So we've been talking about the man who would be king, and uh, most people know what that's about. But basically, everybody that is called to be. Uh, leader, every Christian is called to be a leader, so every Christian is called uh, to walk in those characteristics, mm -hmm. and we've been talking about that and looking at uh, the differences between uh, David, King David, King Saul, and what's interesting is, you know, both of them did some things right, mm -hmm. David did more, uh, but then, you know, both of them did some things wrong, too, and we're stepping into a section where it's not it's not pretty for yep. David here in the next few chapters, and uh, it really begins a time. However, he's still blessed, and he's still anointed. And uh, I want to take a look at some things here, but let's just go right into Second uh, Samuel chapter 10. And one of the things that we just saw in chapter 9 yesterday was the story of Mephibosheth which I love. I love that story, mm -hmm. and I uh, hope that you were really blessed by that. Uh, but I just love watching the heart of the father come through David to the family of Saul and Jonathan. I think it's one of the greatest things that even though Saul was such a mess, 
yet the heart of the Father still came through mm -hmm. David. And I just think that that's awesome. I, I love that story. And just the type and shadow of Jesus Christ was awesome. So if you didn't see yesterday, definitely yeah. go back and watch it. But let's read now Second uh, Samuel chapter 10. <clears throat> and uh, will you read that, just starting yep. in verse 1? Now it happened afterwards that the king of the Ammonites died, and Hanan his son became king in his place. Then David said, I will show kindness to Hanan the son of Nahash, Nahash <laughs> just as his father showed kindness to me. So David sent some of his servants to console him concerning his father. But when David's servants came to the land of the Ammonites, the, pr the princes of the Ammonites said to Hanan, their lord, Do you think that David is honoring your father because he has sent consolers to you? Has, not, has David not sent his servants to you in order to search the city, to spy it out and overthrow it? So Hanan took David's servants and shaved off half their beards and cut off their garments in the middle as far as their hips and sent them away. When they told it to David, he sent to meet them, for the men were greatly humiliated. And the king said, stay at Jericho until your beards grow and then return. Okay, so one of the things that we see here is, again, you've got another king who's thinking the wrong thoughts about mm -hmm. David. Like he's, you know, I find that, actually, I've been watching this a lot recently, is that when people are, are operating not in godly ways, but they're operating in worldly ways, very often the things that they are actually doing wrong, they assume that everybody else is too. So in other words, if, if they actually are treacherous, then they think that everybody else is treacherous. And this is what we see here. You see people that are thinking the wrong things about David. But when you have somebody who's actually living godly, uh, most of the time, their motivations are godly. They may be, um, they may be deceived at different points. They may you know, fall and not do the right things or, or make a wrong mm -hmm. choice here and there. Uh, we're going to see David do that same thing. But overall, they are quick to repent, and they'll change those things. And here's David actually acting with a very kind heart, and they rejected him completely, mm -hmm. same way that Saul did. Saul was looking actually to you know, help. Saul was going to be helped by David, but because of his approach to David, he never was. And many times we find that people are doing that. I, I watch today in today's political climate, and the very thing, like one of the things that's being said is, well, we need to be tolerant. And yet the very people who are yelling tolerance are intolerant of anybody but that mindset. Mm -hmm. And so they're saying we need to be tolerant because they know that people are intolerant, basically the person that they're looking at in the mirror. And so they want to try and force feed you know, tolerance to everybody else while they're not. Yeah. And it's a double standard, And but you'll find that people that are actually operating in godliness, mm -hmm. they will be tolerant. It's not, hey, I may disagree with you, but I love you, and I, you can live the way you want to live. It's not smart, mm -hmm. but just because I disagree with you doesn't yeah. mean that you can't live that way. You, yeah. you have a right. I just don't want to see you hurt by living the wrong way, and that's totally different yeah. from being intolerant. 
And uh, but we see that much today. Uh, you'll see people that are, you know, you see uh, even in politics today there. Well, this is going on and that's going on and this guy's doing that. And when it comes down to it, the very people who are doing that are the ones who are accusing. Yeah. You know, and uh, so one another thing that we see here is that uh, Hanan, uh he has the wrong advisors around him. Yeah. And one thing that I've found is, as a, as a leader, understand this. Number one, watch the people who are accusing. Mm-hmm. A good leader pays attention to the accusers. Yeah. Because which, which uh, character are they coming from? The you know, which person are they emulating when they're the accuser? The accuser of the brethren. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're, they're emulating... The devil. Yeah. And wow. so anybody who's constantly accusing, a good leader pays attention to the accusers. Uh, a good leader will also pay attention to the ones who give mercy. Yeah. You're looking for those because they'll have the right heart. But an accusing person will always be causing trouble mm-hmm. in that way. Now, that doesn't mean that you're not being real. I mean, we've had situations where, hey, we have to deal with somebody who's not doing the right things, not making the right mm-hmm. choices, and that's a part of doing ministry. It's a part of being a leader. Yeah. So you don't throw those things away. Yeah. You know, Jesus said this, be wise as serpents. In other words, you don't go back to the very thing that's you know hurting you and constantly abusing something. You don't, you don't have to do that. But he also says be harmless of doves. And that means if I'm going to make accusatory statements, I'm not harmless. Mm-hmm. And that I'm breaking the command that Jesus said. So one of the things I think that's really important is not only do we need to pay attention to the accusers, we need to pay attention to those who are merciful. Yeah. Look for the people who will celebrate somebody else's blessing. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. look, look for those people. Like if... If you get blessed, like let's say that, I mean, you get a check in the mail today and it's for like $2,500, right? I received it. God, you, would you take it? Yeah. I received it. <laughs> and Nicole and I have a statement, a, a confession. That happens to us all the time yeah. in Jesus' name. All right. Let's say that you really needed $2,500, right? Mm-hmm. And then you see him get the $2,500. What's the flesh tendency? The that flesh is- tendency is like, well, what's he done? Lord, I deserve this mm-hmm. too. That's the flesh tendency. Yeah. But somebody who's walking in mercy and will celebrate the things of others, which the Bible teaches us that exactly, mm-hmm. that they will celebrate mm-hmm. others. Yeah. That's the one you want to pay attention to and have them in leadership. Mm-hmm. So when I see that situation and, and, you, and I watch you going, mm, you know, and not really having any response, I know that your heart's probably not right on it. Yeah. But if that happens and I watch you go, glory to God, Paul, yeah. that hallelujah, yeah. amen, that's awesome, you know. Yeah. All of a sudden, I know mm-hmm. where your heart is, yeah. and it's very telling. Yeah. And the question is, is that manufactured or is it coming out of your heart? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what did he do right here? He had the wrong people. Mm-hmm. Around him, yeah, he had the wrong people because David would have been a blessing. They could have become allies, yeah. and they became enemies. Yeah. They could have been allies. They could have been allies with the most anointed king on the earth by God Himself. Yeah, it, it reminds me of uh, I forget who it was, but um, there there was the guy that came to Jesus saying, "My servant or my daughter is sick." And need you know needs you and on the way you see the woman with the issue of blood. Jairus, yeah. Jairus, yeah. yeah. 
um, uh, touched the hem of his garment, she's made whole. And then Jesus turns around and, you know, he sees this miracle, yeah. you know, on their way to, to his daughter, you know. Yeah. And then they turn around, they start walking, and then someone comes to him and says, actually, your daughter's dead. You know, like, he just watched, witnessed a miracle on the way to, to the daughter, and now he's being told, yeah. my daughter's dead. Like, you know, just like that same situation that you were talking about. But, yeah. what, but he was surrounded with the right people. Jesus looked at him and Jesus didn't say, oh, man, you know, that stinks. No, yeah. Jesus said, don't be afraid, just have faith. Like, that's all he said. Yeah. Don't be afraid, yeah. just have faith. And, and so, like, you just, literally, you, you just witnessed, you know, one healing. You, we're going to yes. see another one, you yeah. know. And then, you know, that's ultimately what happened. But I think the know. first time I ever heard that was, uh, I think I believe Keith Moore brought that up. Mm. And he said, here's the question. He, his daughter is at death. Yeah. This woman has had it hard, of course. Yeah. But then in the middle of all this press, mm. in the middle of all the press, Jesus says, who touched me? Mm -hmm. And then Keith Moore asked this question. And he said, what do you think was going through Jairus' head right then? Yeah. Like, my daughter's about to die, mm -hmm. and you're turning around to ask who touched me? Mm -hmm. What kind of humility did he, yeah. did he have to have? Because here's what's not recorded. Here's what's not recorded. Yeah. Jesus, what are you doing? My daughter's dying mm -hmm. from Jairus. That's mm -hmm. not recorded. Yeah. So for all intents and purposes, it looks like in all <clears throat> humility, he sat there, watched this whole situation unfold, and continued trust in God. And then Jesus helped him and said, don't fear, only believe. Yeah. Well, I mean, that took some faith. That took some trust yeah. in Christ. That took some humility and some mercy. And, you know, he had to be... On one level, he's got to be happy for that lady, too. You know, it's like, oh, my goodness. Can you imagine your daughter being the one who's about to die? Your family member, your loved one. And Jesus is like, who touched me when the crowd's pressing him? You know, I've, I, when I was in, uh, when I was in, amen. Hey, Lashika, good to see you. I, when I was in Africa, there was one moment where it was just like a really hot day and then everybody wanted to take a picture. And it was like one of the last days. Everybody crowded up on the platform and there had to be 30 or 40 people at that one moment. And I was, you know, I wasn't used to the the heat. <laughs> and I'm sitting there thinking, oh my goodness, like I'm happy to take a picture, but I will be glad when I can get out of this heat and get all these bodies out from around me so I'm not just like cooking in the middle. Because mm -hmm. of course, they wanted me to be in the middle to take pictures with and everything because I was the guest speaker. Mm -hmm. But, and in that moment, like, there were people, I, if you touched me, I couldn't tell who it was. The press was there, and there were so many people. Mm. I had all kinds of people touching me at that moment. How would I have ever known? And imagine, imagine if Jesus, in a situation like that, probably with not like 40 people, but with hundreds. And then he goes, who touched me? And then you can understand the disciples' question. You, all the people are pressing, and yeah. you ask who touched you. Yeah. But imagine Jairus at that moment. That's the key. Imagine the heart that he had to have in that moment. Mm -hmm. It's huge. It's huge. Amen. Do you have anything before we go on? Yep. Well, and so one of the things that I also see here is, what did you just have in this kingdom? 
and you know, Hanan, his dad just died. <coughs> yeah. So you have a transition of power, mm-hmm. right? What did you see in the transitions of power? What do you watch? Anytime there's a transition of power, a couple of things to always watch for, and good leaders should always watch for in, in a transition of power. This is not a conclusive list, but definitely one to pay attention to. Uh, is this. Number one, anytime you have a big success, anytime you have a big win, right? Be mindful of pride trying to come in. Mm-hmm. Be mindful of pride trying to grab a hold and making you something. Anytime you have, so he was just basically promoted from prince to king, right? From prince to king. Don't you know that he was tempted? To be, don't you know he was tempted to get a big head right in that moment? Yeah. Prove who I am. I mm-hmm. am the king, you know, in this way. And so a good leader, at a good leader will always watch for pride after a big success. Yeah. Or a, after a big success, a good leader will always watch out yeah. for pride and quickly put down pride. And uh, I had a story of that one time uh, where it... Really, like I know this. I know this lesson. I've, I teach it, and I had been teaching it. Mm-hmm. I go and I minister at a place. A guy's legitimately blind during the meeting. The Lord tells me exactly what to do. I pray uh, at the Lord's obedience, and all of a sudden, uh, all of a sudden, uh, the guy gets healed, and he starts seeing. Well, that's awesome. That's the first time it had ever happened with me, you know. And, and so I was like, glory to God, this blind man got healed. Hallelujah, this is awesome, you know. And uh, I immediately thought, Brian, don't get in pride. Don't get in pride. Because, not because I was in pride at the moment, but because I know the devil's tactics. Yes. I know the attack of pride after a success. And uh, while I'm thinking about this, in the traps, make sure good pride after a success is listed in there. We have something for the Bible Academy. And so then um, I was literally thinking that. Two hours later, I was getting on the plane to go home, and I, I recognized, I realized I'd already messed up and gotten into pride. And it wasn't major, but it was a little bit. Mm-hmm. I had just thought, don't do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't, Brian, don't do that. Mm-hmm. And two hours later, I was having to repent because I'd already mm-hmm. done it. And I went, oh my gosh. Like, Lord, in other words, this is something whenever there's a change, whenever there's a change of power or a shift or you have a big win, always be very, very mindful about pride. And then another thing is whenever you have a shift or you have a change in power, always watch for people that are jostling for position. Mm-hmm. Always watch for those people that are trying to get in uh, good, trying to become the man of power. Do you remember uh, it was Saul's uh, leader of his army? you remember? And uh, who, what was his name? Uh, not Joab, but uh, oh gracious. I'm trying to Abner? think. Abner. Abner was Saul's man, and all of a sudden he started jostling for position as soon as King Saul died. And then he even tried to jostle for it over David, and he messed up because he was doing things worldly way. So as a good leader, a good leader will always keep an eye on people that are trying to leverage 
into places of power. Yeah. A good leader will always keep an eye on people that are trying to leverage into power. And I would say when I first started uh, the church, I was not that good at it. Uh, but I've, I definitely have grown in that area now because it's cost me not recognizing that and not seeing it. And as you start to learn and watch, you realize that if I don't watch those things, it can uh, steal the momentum of an organization. It can harm that organization. And so I watch anybody who's trying to build their own kingdom, who's trying to just you know build a resume. Yeah. Watch that. Listen, even in your job, and watch this. And this will give us two things, one thing for an employer and one thing for an employee as a leader. If you are an employer, look for people that aren't just trying to build their resume. So in the church, it looks like this. Somebody wants to come into a church and all they want is the experience so they can go and fulfill their destiny or watch this, fulfill their vision. But they're not that means if they all they're doing is trying to future fulfill their vision that means they're not in the present yeah. now mm -hmm. so they're not given 100% now their thoughts are towards the future and they'll always be a problem they will always be a problem why because they have a vision and it's contrary to the vision of the house and it's division the same thing happens in a company the same thing happens in a business is people will go in and all they're trying to do you to, you know, at, when I was younger, like people would stay with the same company for all of their life. Today, they'll switch in a heartbeat. There's no loyalty anymore. And uh, I mean, because they're not there to help the vision of the company. Mm -hmm. And truthfully, the company's not trying to help the vision of the person either. Yeah. Used to, there was a covenant bond between employer and employee. And it would do America good to get back to that place because that's godliness, because it's covenant and uh, but if you're an employer and all you have is somebody who's trying to build their own kingdom trying to build their own destiny and build their resume uh, then they're always going to be a problem and it doesn't it's okay for them to be there because they need to eat obviously that's okay but here's the thing where's their vision you know are they loyal and I can remember this amen I can remember this when I was uh, at a at a church, I I had gotten to the place where I felt like the Lord had called me to do something, and then it looked like that had shifted, and my position was lower. My position of what I thought it would be was lower mm -hmm. than what I thought it should be. Mm -hmm. But then I had the Lord telling me to kill off my own personal vision, and man, that hurt. It really, really hurt me, uh, my flesh. And But what happened was I got to the place where I actually was obedient to what God said, and I'd killed that personal vision, and so now I was in unity, and I literally got to the place where I couldn't just, I didn't just say this with my heart, I mean with my mouth, and I didn't just think it, it truly was my heart. And I said, Lord, I will serve in this position in parentheses, a lower position, you know, than what I thought. I'll serve here for the next 20 years because that's as far out as I could see. And I said, I will serve here for the next 20 years if that's what you want me to do. Nothing different than I'm doing today. And it was at that moment 
that something broke in the spirit and the Lord said, okay, now you're ready to go on to this new position. And within, uh, within a couple of years, we had started Boomerang and we're called to that. But up to that, I was serious. I mean, I would have done that and been happy to do that. But that's when the Lord actually was, you know, was ready. But see, I don't need to make, here's the key. I don't need to make that decision to kill my own vision just so that God will now promote me. Mm-hmm. That then it's not really in my heart. It actually is still like lingering. If that's mm-hmm. my thoughts, and that wasn't where I was at. Truthfully, I didn't think God was going to do it. I truthfully thought He was going to keep me there for the next twenty years, and I would be happy to do that. And I had made that. I'm good with that, Lord. Mm-hmm. And that's when the blessing came. But you see, over in Acts, you can go. Uh, well, I'll just tell you about it quickly. But in Acts chapter one, uh, you know, around about verse you know six, seven, eight, where Jesus is saying, "When the Holy Spirit comes." Mm-hmm. And he tells us he will empower us to be witnesses. But right before that, he's talking about wait in Jerusalem for the Holy Spirit. And the disciples that had been with him for three years, the disciples were there, and they had been with him, seen his ministry, seen his humility, seen all of this. As soon as he says, wait for the promise, they immediately say, oh, is it that time you'll restore Israel? In other words, their mind and their heart immediately went to our kingdom, our nation. Yeah. Uh, and you can relate it like this, our ministry. Yeah. yeah. Immediately their thoughts went to that. And Jesus, you know, his response, you know, in, in you know, my paraphrase is kind of like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, um, I imagine if he could get away with it, maybe there might have been like the Batman slapping Robin picture meme, you know, mm-hmm. no, tush, tush. you know, he's like, no, when this happens, you will be, Jesus says, my witnesses to all the earth. In other words, their ministry yeah. thinking was too limited. Mm-hmm. They had missed the vast nature of the promise and what was about to be released because they were only focused on their own destiny. See, when we, and think about it, Matthew 6, uh, 33, seek first the kingdom yeah. and his righteousness and all these things will be added. See, if what they could see in Acts chapter 1 could have been fulfilled in their lives, it would have been minuscule to what they actually fulfilled because their vision was so much smaller than God's. Mm -hmm. A good leader always takes the vision of God only. And sometimes, like in my case, and I think in many cases, sometimes what looks like the vision of God looks like a demotion when actually it's the springboard into it. Yeah. But your our heart has got to line up with God. And he is never looking to demote you. He's not withholding any any good thing. You posted that the other day. One of my favorite verses. He's not withholding any good thing from those who walk uprightly. Yeah. So if in our heart and in our mind, our thoughts are in division or our own personal vision and not where we're planted mm-hmm. in the kingdom, yeah. then we don't have a kingdom vision. We have a personal vision. Yeah. And uh, it is very, very dangerous. And so right here, you've got some guys with the wrong vision mm-hmm. and it costs them. Yeah. It costs them. 
And it's one of those things where we can't afford, it is not the time to mess around with that. We can't afford that. Yeah, I was just thinking where you can, you can relate that into different worldly things. Like, I, I'm a sports person, so I naturally go. And you look at, and I'm not a, not a New Orleans Saints fan, but you look at Drew Brees, who's a, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but his humility is for the team. Yeah. It's not trying to promote himself as the best quarterback. So he actually is one of the least paid quarterbacks to make sure that the team has what it needs for them to be able to be successful. So, and by being that kind of humble of a person, Teddy Bridgewater, who's now the Panthers quarterback, came up under who was also a very high-rated quarterback but took a position underneath him because he knew that there was things that he could learn that would help him and then brought his supply in, and when yeah. he did, stepped in and did what he had to do, but immediately stepped back as soon as Drew Brees would come in. Yeah. So by him setting the standard in that leadership role as the leader of a football team, yeah. he humbled himself, taught the same thing to somebody that could potentially take his yeah. job from him, but still treated it. Like, you know what? You're, I'm no better than you. Yeah. I'll teach you everything that I've been taught and everything that I've learned. And now he goes on to be a franchise quarterback of another franchise who's actually opposing, but still takes the time to practice with the guy, even though they're yeah. on opposite teams, and teach him things because he's younger. It's the humility they stepped in that yeah. this guy might pay, take his stats, but it's not about stats and his recognition. It's about the whole entire organization, the taking yeah. everything up to another level, so to speak. I mean, he, he talks with defensive players for other teams and tells them, hey, this is how you can get at me faster yeah. if you do this and this. And nobody in their right mind is going to teach you how to hit me faster. Like, yeah. But it's, he, wants, he wants the whole entire game to be at a better level, so he, he's willing to give his experience yeah. and everything and at a lower cost than yeah. anybody else to go. And that's exactly when you, you're not promoting your kingdom. It's yeah. a bigger vision. Yeah. You might be supposed to be at, you know, a church with a hundred thousand members, but if he hasn't called you to that yet, you're, yeah. you're, yeah, you could go there and you could be successful. But will you be as successful as you're supposed to be if right. you spend those two years underneath another right. pastor that he's told you to be there, yeah. and humble yourself to receive what he's given that pastor for you to receive? Yeah. So then, when it's your time, you can step into that that bigger church or that bigger ministry and be at the level that you need to be at because of the time that you spent humbling yourself to, to the teachings that he was trying to give you, the, yeah. the, the advice that the other minister had that you haven't experienced yet that yeah. can be given to you. So when you're over 100,000 people, you understand there's going to be situations that's going to come up and now you have a little bit more insight yeah. of how to see and how to maneuver on that path because God showed him to show you yeah. kind of thing. So it's, it's, it's something that you can, you can see it in the world and then you can apply it straight into the ministry just like the business. I've learned a lot of things. Yeah. Still haven't learned everything, but I've learned a lot of things with running the business where it's not trying to, I'm not trying to make a million dollars. That's not my goal. My goal is to do what he's asked me to do Amen. for the price that I'm asked to do it for and listen to what he's teaching me while I'm doing it from whether it's something that I've learned more on a job that I've made $200 on than I've learned on a job that I've made $3,500 on. Yeah. But it's those things that if you humble yourself to it and let them show you, 
that's the point that he's trying to get to you to where he can promote you to the next level. Just hold that too. And right now, just drop this in the, in the comments is a good leader knows that success is always obedience to God. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only thing success is. It's not numbers. God will lead you to numbers, but he'll lead you to numbers by what he commands, and your obedience will get those. Uh, but a good leader knows, all caps, knows yeah. that success is always obedience to God. So, yeah, and as you've been obedient, the Lord has taught you stuff. He's shown you things. Yeah, I understand. Like, there's still a lot more to show me. Yeah, too. yeah. And I know that. I know I have not arrived. I am not the best business owner, but it's something that he's showing me how to be a yeah. better business owner. He's showing me how to work things better and do things differently to where it's not promoting my business because it's ultimately it's his business. Yeah. So if I go in and try to do it myself, the business ain't going to go anywhere. But if I do it since he's given me the business That's and I good. follow his obedience with his advice on the business, then the business has no choice but to grow because of his leadership that he's given me, the wisdom yeah. that he's given me to take it to where it needs to go. Amen. Amen. And you have been obedient with that, and that's, and that's just it. Uh, when you understand, like, okay, I'm not the best businessman, and I would say I haven't, and it, we can speak in past tense, and we're not, we're not prophesying, you know, we're not making a bad confession. So I know I haven't been the best pastor, but I'm believing God to get better. But until I'm willing to face reality of where I have been, then I don't, open up the potential of where I can go. Mm -hmm. Because if I think that I'm here when I'm actually here, mm -hmm. then I have, I, and I think I'm here, then there's no room for growth. Mm -hmm. But if I'm actually here, I've got a lot of room for growth. So I don't mind mm -hmm. seeing the reality of where I have been at all. Matter of fact, today, that excites me because I know it's just yeah. up from there. It's just up from there. Yeah. So. There's, um, there's more in this chapter that I want to get to, but I, I think that this is the topic for today. But one last thing that I would really add to this is, and, and it's interesting what David does here, but one last thing that I would really add to this is you look at what the Lord brought up to me as Elisha and Elijah. Elisha and Elijah. Look at all the other prophets that knew that Elijah was going to go. And we talked about this not too long ago. But look at how all the other prophets at the school of the prophets, they were going up to Elisha, the disciple. The, uh, the disciple mm -hmm. And they were saying, don't you know that your man of God, that your mentor is going today? They all knew it, but only one stayed with them. Mm -hmm. And that's what made him the Elisha, and here's the thing, we don't know any of the names of anybody else. Mm -hmm. But watch this. He went and he stayed until he was gone. Mm -hmm. Until he was gone. Mm -hmm. Until he was gone. He said, if you see me when I go. Now, of course, he had that word, if you see me when I go. Uh, so he gave that to him, but he wouldn't have even get, gotten that word had he not hung with him up till there. Yeah. But look at Elisha. He was not there 99.8% of yeah. the way. He was there 100%. Good leaders are all the way in. A good leader is all in. A good leader is all in, and they have a covenant heart. And, uh, you know, I'm the type of person... You know, and I've been this way all my life. I think, I think maybe my dad talked about it a good bit when I was little, but 
I'm the type of person where if my mentor or my, you know, a father of the faith or a spiritual leader, if they're still present in the building, I'm not leaving. You know, I'm not leaving till they go. I'm hanging out. You know, I'm going to hang out. I can't tell you how many times where that leader has walked back into the room and all of a sudden tells me something that changed my life. You know, I can't tell you how many times. And I'll, and before I go, I'll say, hey, you know, let's, let's say that he tells me to go on. He says, oh, go on, go on home. You know, okay, fine. Is there anything else that you need? You know, I check in with them. You know, I'll say, look, guys, I, you know, my father in the faith, spiritual leader, what do you need? What is it? Is there anything else? And, uh, well, you're just kissing up. No, you're being loyal. You're having a heart of covenant. You're having a heart of honor and humility. You're saying, look, I recognize that I'm learning and my learning, I'm here to learn. I don't care what time it is at night. I mean, you one of the biggest blessings I've had recently happened at two o'clock in the morning after a, a meeting. You know, and it was two o'clock in the morning and I'm receiving something major, a major impartation at two o'clock in the morning. Can't tell you how many times that's happened. Another time I'm sitting up at another major time of ministry impartation. It was like three thirty in the morning after a meeting that lasted six hours, you know, and I, you know, I'm sitting up in an office alone with one of the greatest men of God on this earth. You know, it's those kind of things. Uh, you know, one of the one of the recent blessings that I had while I was in Africa came because we were so. Even though they said I can't, I probably can't meet with you. We're like, I don't care if there's an inkling of a chance. We're going. We go. We get. We get there at like midnight. We wake up the next morning and go to prayer at six a.m. And that that dedication is seen and noticed. And and they said you you should meet with these guys. You know that kind of thing is what I assume happened. But that's the kind of stuff. And see, I can't just I can't just tell you to do it and you do it because you'll do it for a month and then you'll stop. You've got to have it in your heart. A good leader gets this stuff in his heart and and becomes who God wants them to be. They are all in. A good leader, put it in the comments a second time. A good leader is all in and I will be all in. I don't care what the cost is. I don't care what the cost is. You know, uh, y'all were there the other night at the house. Mm-hmm. And uh, what time did y'all leave? I think it was like 11. 11 o'clock. A little after 11. And I, I utilize the, the fact here we are and we're, you know, giving you some counsel, showing you some different things about what you're going to be doing. It had been a long day. It had been a work day and I was actually looking forward to rest and I brought that up. But my whole point in bringing that up was that you want to have the heart that serves no matter what time it gets to be. You know, we're still serving at 11 something and that's not too terribly late. I mean, a couple of nights later, we were out, we got home at 3.45 a.m. And uh, serving, you know, that was the, that was what happened. That was what needed to happen. But a good leader is all in. And I didn't say that the other night to make y'all feel, I think, I think, cause it wasn't long after that. Jade's like, well, we, we don't want to hold you up. I was like, no, that's not why I said that. I'll sit here till four in the morning if mm-hmm. we need to. If, if, if I can serve you and love, love you, I, a good leader is all in. Yeah. 
He's all in. She's all in. A good leader is all in. They're loyal. They're covenant. They have the right heart, and it's not just their personal vision. You know, what was I serving there? You know, does serving you help fulfill my vision? Yes, but we were talking really about you, yeah. you know, you guys. And so I'm not just serving my vision in yeah. that way, you know, and that's, that's the thing. A good leader is all in. doesn't matter what the cost is. You just, a good leader is all in. It's all in. And I watch people all the time. You know, I'll, I'll be at a service, and, and it's like when we went out to Texarkana, I'm not leaving that place until I see Pastor Tracy leave. He, he's, you know, my man of God. I'm, and I'm not leaving that place. I don't, what time is it? I don't care. He hadn't left. I'm not leaving. He may need me to serve him. He may have something for me. I'm not leaving. And, you know, then you have people that'll say, my goodness, how did you get to know you know, Pastor J.B. Whitfield, how did you meet Pastor Chris DeChaccio? How did you meet Brother Copeland and, and get to know him? How did you meet Bishop Oyedepo and, and Pastor Adaboye? You know, these are major men. How did you get to meet Dr. Rodney Howard Brown? How are you friends with Brother Tracy Harris? How, how did this happen for you? A good leader's all in. Because... I would honor and esteem when other people left. And it wasn't just, you know, me trying to get a meeting. I would do that whether I ever had a meeting. That's, that's the heart. And that's the kind of stuff that you, you don't just, you can teach it and you can get that in your head. But you got to get it from your head to your heart. So you're hearing it now. So today it's in your head and you see the importance of it. But you got to get that in your heart because if you don't get it in your heart, you won't walk and you'll never have. See, that's an honor. And it, God says, if you honor me, I will honor you. Yeah. I will honor you, God says. And that's an honor that takes place. And so that's the kind of thing we got to say, Lord, help me get this in my heart. And then you commit your works, Proverbs 16, 3, commit your works that your thoughts might be established. So how many people, when it comes to a meeting and it's late and you got work the next morning and stuff? See, I did that when I had an, an eight to five job, too. You know, I would, it's not just while I was a pastor and my schedule was more flexible. I did it all the time. I constantly was doing that. This is the thing. Now, again, this is not a look at me. This is a look at what works. I'm telling you it works. I'm telling you that God honors those that honor him. And we've got to get in our heart that I'm all in no matter what the cost. And that means I'm going to honor the people that God's put in my life to honor. To honor. And that means a pastor. That means spiritual fathers. That means spiritual grandfathers, so to speak. Uh, that means you honor those people. You know, and I, I pay attention to it as well. I watch who's hanging around, who's not hanging around. Who's, you know, who's gone as soon as it's done? You know, I pay attention to that. Uh, why? Why would I do that? Because of this right here. I've got to know who's around me. I've got to know who has what vision. Because if I don't know who has what vision, then I can't fulfill the vision God has told us to fulfill. I've got to know who's got honor in them and who doesn't because those are the people I need counseling me. Those are the people I need to help pour into because I want, to, I want to, them to be honored as well. And so it's so very important for us to understand these concepts 
and these leadership concepts and not take them for granted. I see people all the time get really frustrated and they're just like done in their head as soon as it's been a long day. And they've got to stop, you know, that's not a leader. That's somebody who has no mental discipline. And you've got to gain some mental discipline in order to be who God's called you to be. You can't get done. You, you've got, I mean, and I get it. I've been that way too. And I'm like, okay, I, I'm done in this way. But you've got to grow that. I, can, I will, can tell you from experience that when I began that process, I was a lot, I would get done a lot earlier. But I did recognize this needs to grow. I've got to have more perseverance than what I've had. And I've got to not just not, and it's one thing to be done and have an attitude and show it. It's another thing to be done and, uh, all right, I'm done, but I'm persevering. And it's another thing to grow to the place where you just don't get done like everybody else does. <laughs> you, you've, you've lifted more spiritual weight, more spiritual leadership character, and you can uphold more. And you want to grow towards that. You want to increase. Take what God's given you. Take those talents and don't bury them, but multiply them. And this is, these are the things that honor does, that a covenant heart does. And these are the things that God will honor. And over time, you'll be so honored by God. Over time, you'll be so honored by God. And I see that in you guys. I see you guys being honored by the Lord majorly. I see it in everybody that's here doing things majorly honored Majorly honored because you're honoring God, even in even in how you act each day and the things that you do and the choices that you make. And and all of us have made bad decisions in that. But I'm watching you guys right now take that to another level in your own life, and that's yeah. awesome. It's really good. I believe in you. I was gonna say and the fruit of it is because you're being us learning that and being around you and having that be shown to us in that way. You look at Friday night after yeah. prayer, it's midnight. Prayer ends at midnight. Yeah. And half the people that were here are still hanging around afterwards. Yeah. Sitting in the floor in the lobby, hanging out, yeah. family time. Yeah. Why? Because yeah. it's something that we've seen in you. It's something that we've learned from you. And that after you spend so much time around that, it becomes a part of you. Yeah. Yeah. Just like... With Elijah and Elijah, he had spent so much time with him and seen how he That's worked. That's a great point. And how, okay, well, I'm going to stay here. Yeah. I'm not just, just because he's done speaking, I'm not just going to up and uproot out. Yeah. I'm going to hang out. And we seen that the other night after prayer. Yes. It's 12 o'clock. I think it was like 1245. It's 45 yeah. minutes afterwards. And there's families with toddlers still sitting in the <laughs> lobby. And we had prayed for <laughs> six hours. Yeah. I we, mean, I was tired. Yeah, I was too, and, and <laughs> yeah. physically tired. But we had prayed for six hours, but there was such a buzz of the Holy Ghost and an honor and even an excitement for family. Mm -hmm. And people yeah. were still hanging out. And those are the moments where things are... Yes. Things grow together yes. in those moments. Just because you're done praying, that anointing's still sitting there. You soak in the anointing. Yes. You soak in it. That's right. Even if the words are... Prayer is over. That anointing is still there, and yeah. you don't want to leave the presence of it because anytime you're under that anointing, things happen. So yes. family was bonding stronger than it ever has in those yeah. moments. The laughter was sharpening each other 
more than it ever has because you're still <laughs> sitting in that anointing and that anointing changes yeah. you. Whether it's while the preaching or the preaching's done, the anointing, it hasn't lifted. Yeah. So yeah. you sit in it as long as you can because the longer you sit in the more you receive, the more you soak in it. It breaks the yoke. It breaks things off yeah. of you. Things that you've been carrying that might not have broke all the way off during that prayer broke off as you were just sitting there soaking it and being obedient. I'm not leaving this yet. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, and that's, uh, you know, I, I, Nicole and I were blessed. Actually, she put a picture up about that, you know, on Instagram or something because she was sitting there and there were years that went by where people would just lickety split as soon as something was over. And now at, after midnight, after six hours of prayer, they're still <laughs> hanging out. And the truth is they were talking about going to Waffle House. And I would have gone. I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Because I'll go that too because I, <laughs> I know how great... Yeah, plus, I like waffles, but um, I mean, that did play in there. It sounded really good. And uh, But I was sitting there, you know, moments like that where you have family after you've done something like six hours of prayer, something can happen. But the Lord said, go on home. And so obedience, success is always obedience to God, mm -hmm. even though we might that might have been good. That night, it was to go on home. But you see that when people are all in, it's so much easier just to flow. And you can knock things out. And you trust the Lord for the rest. Yeah. You know, I would trust him. Lord, give me supernatural rest. You know, catch me up. Do You know, I believe on you and I trust you to give me supernatural rest. And uh, give me supernatural strength, supernatural supply. And uh, amen. Johnny says a good leader doesn't just do what he ha what has to be done. A good leader does whatever it takes to do what God has called them to. That's exactly right. In our leadership training, that's one of the statements: is do whatever it takes. Um, you know, not your best. Don't do your best because your best is relative. My best may be different from Buddy's, may be different from Paul's, and that means we're going to have people operating at all different levels. No, you need to have a whatever it takes attitude, and uh, that's that's a heart of honor. So, Amen. You got anything? Uh, the scripture that just keeps coming to my head is Galatians six seven. Uh, whatever a man sows, that he will reap, and that's not just a financial thing. You sow honor, you'll reap honor. That's right. You know. And that's what you've done. You know, you've yeah. sown it into your spiritual fathers. And as you were saying, we've seen it happen. We've seen you do it. We've, we've seen it. And in turn, we give it to you. you yeah. know? And, that, yeah. and that's just, that's something that we, like, that we should all kind of come to understand. You know, you can be wondering, like, why, why are my kids just going crazy and never listening to me? You know, yeah. what are they seeing you do, you know, to, yeah. to the authorities over you, you know, or... You know, like you might have a business, you know, what, why, how come no one's honoring me? Well, are you sowing that kind of honor that you want, you know, them to sow into you yeah. and into those over you? You know, it's whatever you sow that you will reap. Yeah. I, you know, I really was, you know, looking to be finished with this about 25 minutes <laughs> ago, but I kept, I just kept sensing the Holy Spirit continue, continue to talk about this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the last point that I know that I have of is in, in America, it seems like as soon as we graduate uh, high school or we graduate college, we kind of have this arrival mentality that we don't have to honor anymore. We don't have mm -hmm. to study anymore. Mm -hmm. We don't have to do things repetitively anymore. Um, you know, even though the Bible says, 
I repeat these things to you so that when I'm gone, you may remember them and, and live them out. So repetition in the, our leadership training, your repetition is the motor of learning. And so where do we get that? From the word. But we have this idea that it's like, okay, I'm an adult now. I don't have to honor. Well, at what point did you stop being a child? I mean, stop being a, uh, you know, a child of your father, a child of your mother. The commandment says, honor your father and mother. Mm -hmm. And so you are always in relationship, a, a child of that father and mother. So all of a sudden at 18, we don't have to honor them anymore because I'm an adult now. No, no, honor is something that we're supposed to carry with us all of our life. Yeah. And you can see it so very clearly. And actually, it should grow. We should get better and better at it, uh, not worse and worse. And we should be, you know, one of the things, this really blessed me. And the Lord brought it up to me this morning. And I didn't know why, but I see it here now. One of the things that, um, you know, when I went over to Africa, um, they kept calling me Dr. Brian. And uh, Dr. Brian, I was teaching on some stuff, and they kept calling me Dr. Brian, although I don't, I don't have a doctorate. But they kept calling me that. And eventually it was like, I you know, kind of tried to say, don't, you, you know, don't say that, but it didn't work. And uh, they, were, they were honoring in that title. And maybe that's what they felt like, I guess. Anyway, but one of the things that really, really blessed me was after two weeks of them really just eating up the word and saying that kind of stuff, uh, their comment to me as I was leaving in Gabon was, you bless us so much because of your humility. And you're so humble. And I was like, I was just being me, you know, and just I was playing around with them and everything. And I don't know what they normally see or what the, I really don't know all of the traditions. Uh, but that's a portion of honor too. I'm, I'm able, we should be able to be humble because of our honor. Like you, no matter who you are, like I remember there was one lady there. There was one lady there and she had uh, demonic oppression in her life. And, uh, but I see Jesus in the Bible just living in a compassion, living in such a compassion that it just, you could tell it, you could feel it, you could see it. And obviously, this young lady had made some mistakes to be in the position where, you know, she's sitting there with demonic oppression pretty severely in her life. But that week, she got free. And I, and I just went up and, and I was talking to her. I was like, that is so awesome. We love you. God's got great plans for you. What am I doing? I'm honoring the person made in the image of God, no matter how they got to a negative place. You honor the person in that way. And sure enough, um, by the end of the week, she was winning souls. I mean, freedom had come to her. But, you know, I think a lot of people would say, well, I'm not going to talk to that person. No, that's just it. I love that person. I, I have compassion on that person. We're called to have compassion and to honor that person. I mean, you know, we may be years studied in God, but they are still made in the image and likeness of God. And just the image and likeness is worthy to be honored. Yeah. Because it's his, his image and likeness and to love and have compassion. And so that's, that to me has not been a hard thing to do. But it is something that we need to focus on or else we won't. 
You know, if we don't focus on that, then all of a sudden we'll have a big, you know, big, well, Dr. Brian, all of a sudden we'll get a big head or whatever. And um, used to that would have affected me more, but it didn't, I didn't really, it was just funny. And then the evangelist Stephen Hurlbert was making fun of it the whole time with me, which he keeps me humble. So that's good. <laughs> well, I was just thinking like the other night, it had been easy. It, see, the Lord was just telling me that Jesus, Jesus only did and said, but he heard the father, yeah. right? Yeah. So that means before he did anything, yeah. no matter what time it was, he took it to the father. Yeah. And waited for their obedience. The other night when I got that text, I could I had leading to do it. And I could have easily been, well, it's late, I shouldn't message Pastor. I can just call him tomorrow and let him know. But what I've been doing like Jesus did. Yeah. No, I wouldn't have. So what I've been, what would I've been doing instead of what I thought, what flesh would have said, honoring him by not messaging that late at night. Yeah. Would have actually been a dishonor because I would have been moving in my, without his, his okay, his his confirmation in the situation. So it would have been actually a form of dishonor by not just like yeah when I got the phone call yesterday. (laughs) Yeah. What did I do? Let you know why because. By the information coming to me, I could easily take it. But if I just hold on to it, then it, what happens is you give a, a room for pride to come in. Yeah. By immediately taking that information and giving it straight to you, yeah. I step. I I take that chance of pride coming in and put it underneath the feet. So now it has no it has no yeah. way. So a lot of times, what our flesh will do is they'll tell us, "Well, you're actually going to dishonor in this way." The moment that, that happens, check it. Yeah. Yeah. Because. It didn't. It didn't say that. Well, he only asked the father at this time, and then he gave it. No, if it came up, he saw yes. confirmation first. Is this what you want me to do? Is this what you want me to say? So in that moment, it could have been it, justifiably. I could have said, "Well, this is honoring pastor because it's eleven forty-five at night." Yeah. But uh, ultimately, kingdom-wise, I'd have been dishonoring because I'd have been moving without your confirmation, without your word to do it. Yeah. So whenever you were saying that, it just brought that up to me, like. Well, and you know, because there there is, you know, some people will say that you know it's all level at the cross. the The ground is level at the cross, and that's true. That is true. At the cross, it's level. Beyond the cross, there's rank structure, mm-hmm. and um, because of rank structure, a lot of times you'll have, like in the military, you'll have intelligence at higher levels of rank that you don't have at lower mm-hmm. levels of rank. And for us to ignore uh, the rank structure in the kingdom is to ignore the potential intelligence that God could have given. Mm-hmm. And so I could know something that you don't know. Exactly. And that's, that happens a lot. You know, why? Simply because of rank, mm-hmm. you know, just in that way. And so you, you, when you start to understand that, you see that it would be absolutely crazy for a sergeant to go lead a whole charge without checking uh, with his first sergeant or checking yeah. up, you know, checking with a higher rank. Uh, that would be crazy for him to take a platoon and go over here because there may be a bigger picture item that's actually taking place that causes them to be in danger or to be wasted mm-hmm. uh, or, you know, a number of things. And so not only do you get confirmation, not only do you get honor, but you also get efficiency and productivity uh, in the highest level when we do that. But see, pride will try and keep us out Mm -hmm. of it, but honor will put us right in that place just like what you're talking about. And then we'll be more efficient and more productive. Yep.
Amen. Amen. Well, glory to God. Well, listen, today we I just praise God for everybody who's hung on with us and, and you've honored by just hanging around. So glory to God. I hope you've got something out of it. And the Lord says, those who honor me, I will honor in uh, 1 Samuel 2, verse 30. And so this is another thing that it comes to giving. We're talking about giving and finances and abundance each day. Uh, if you'd like to give, you're welcome to. On Facebook, you can just type in the comments, mm -hmm. hashtag donate, and the amount after that. Uh, or you can go to givebc.org. It's right there on your screen. Uh, mm -hmm. But here's one of the things is honor in in the Bible, all over the Bible, honor is spoken of and it's equated to weightiness. Mm -hmm. uh, so in terms of honor, literally it would be you honor more when you give more weight. So they'd have gold and the more gold or the more silver you would give, the more honoring you would be. And so when it comes to the gospel and spreading the gospel, uh, one of the things that we can do is we can say, Lord, I want to honor you today. That means I want to give more weightily to you. I want to add more weight to you in that way. And then God says, hey, if you'll be weighty with me, I'll be weighty with you. <laughs> and let me tell you, our weightiness does not compare to God's weightiness. You know, It's like, all right, I'm going to pull out of my little bank account, and God's going to pull out of his heavenly treasure. Yeah. It's, not, it's not a fair trade. It works in our favor. God is a good God, and he wants us to have profit. Yeah. Uh, he wants us to have profit. Uh, God wants to profit you. Uh, and this is something Kevin and I were talking about yesterday. In 1 Corinthians 13, 3, it says, Even though I give all my possessions to the poor, or I give my body to be burned and have not love. So you can do things that look good, and a lot of people would tell you to do them, but God didn't command it like what you were talking about. He, you know, he only did what he saw the Father do, and he only said what he heard the Father say. So there's a lot of things God is not saying to do that people will do because they don't take the time to listen to him. Uh, but he says, if you do these things and have not love, so you can do these good things and still not be in love and not be following God. Mm -hmm. And this is what he says. It profits you nothing. Mm -hmm. It profits you nothing. So a couple of things that that tells us. If we'll be obedient, it will profit us. So all we have to do when we are in our giving and we are in sowing, what we need to do is say, Lord, what do you want me to sow today? What would you have me to sow today? And Lord, and then you just be obedient. Because remember, success is always obedience yeah. to God. Yeah. And so if you want to be successful, just seek to always hear from him and be obedient. And so then uh, he says, here's the other point of that verse. I love this. I just saw it the other day, yesterday. I've never seen it quite like this uh, in this verse is God gave that verse because he wants you to profit. Yeah. God has profit on his heart for you. Yeah. Put that in the comments. God has profit on his heart mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. <laughs> Make it personal. Know this. See, faith begins where the will of God is known. I just showed you. He told you that if, if he didn't want you to be profitable, he wouldn't have said that verse. But because he said it, he's showing you the will of his heart. He wants you to profit. He does not want you to just give and have no profit. He wants you to profit. 
God has profit in his heart for us. Glory to God. And so how, if God has profit in his heart, why would he tell you to give something away? Because just like putting a seed in the ground, you're not giving it away, you're planting it so that the seed can be multiplied. He wants to profit your finances. Why? Because one, he loves you, and two, he wants the abundance that happens in you to overflow into the lives of other people. So if you'd like to give today and plant seed at the obedience of God, in Facebook, you can type out hashtag donate and the amount in the comments or go to givebc.org. We love you so very much. Let's just pray for that. Father, right now, we thank you. We give you glory. Hallelujah. Father, every seed that anyone gives, Lord, anyone plants, Father, let it be blessed. Let it be pressed down, shaken together, running over into their lives. Lord, do what your word says. In Jesus' name, multiply the seed sown. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Lord, every hindrance that's blocking the finances, blocking the overflow, blocking the abundance, let it be removed now in Jesus' name. Let it be removed now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for your anointing that breaks the yoke. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Hey, Pastor Joshua Ellerby, I love you, man. It's so good to see you. I see you came on Facebook. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You got anything to add to that before we go? No, sir. Glory to God. I love y'all. Y'all are awesome. And we praise God for you. If you haven't shared the broadcast, go ahead and share it. Help us get the word out. Get the good news of God out there. God wants to profit you. God wants to bless you. God wants you to be a person of honor that has serving and compassion on your heart. That was the keys of today. He wants you to be a person of honor in serving and compassion as the keys to that honor. Let it be so, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Barrett's going to wrap it up today, and uh, we hope you have a great, great weekend. We will see you on Monday. Thank you so much for joining us this week today. It's just been such a wonderful week, and we just thank you so much for being a part of what God is doing here at Lunch Plus. We want you to enjoy your weekend. I have a couple quick announcements for you, and then I'll let you know what's coming up on Monday. But if you are in the area and you do not have a church home, if you live in Stanley County, near Stanley County, we would love for you to come to Boomerang. If you don't have a church home, if you're looking for a place, Boomerang is here for you. And this Sunday, we are actually switching our service time. That is such an exciting announcement because the Lord told us to do it. And growth without change is impossible. So if we're changing, we're growing. And we would love for you to be a part of that growth as well. So if you're looking for a church, Boomerang is here at 10 a.m. this Sunday. We would love to have you with us. And then up next week, starting off, Fresh, we have a special segment of Price is Well Right. You'll have to tune in for that because it's a can't miss one. I'm not going to tell you any more, but it's whew, it's a good one. And then we also have another installment of the International Food Challenge. That's going to be great. 
and next week is going to be so much fun. So thank you so much for being here with us. Enjoy your Saturday. If you can be with us Sunday, awesome. But if you can't be with us on Sunday, then we look forward to seeing you Monday, bright and early at 11.45 a.m. We love you. Be blessed and have a great rest of your weekend. We love you so much.